Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission uh, Focus. Terry, how are you going? Really well. How are you? It's good. And it's good now because we're back in kind of people can move around and we've yes. got a bit of freedom again. Yeah, and it's not so social distanced, but still social distanced. Well, well I think social distance <laughs> is going to be around for a long time. Yeah. But, but, it, but it allows us to kind of do some stuff, mm-hmm. which yes. is great. Yes, a little bit more freedom, which is awesome. Which is fantastic. Yeah. Let's get straight into this. Yeah, into absolutely. This one. So... On this episode, we're going to be talking about portrait photography. Mm, great subject. Yeah, great and, subject. And look, you've you've had you started off mm. doing glamour photography. I did actually, which is a very um, I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> it's a it's a great platform to learn. Yes. I think when you when you're starting out as a photographer, you learn many many skills that are valuable for the rest well, of your career. One of, one of the one of the tricks of glamour photography is you want the client to buy. The photo, so you have to make yes. the client look really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you do, yes. And and you kind of like you're limited. Like lighting is one thing. Like you know, you get your lighting right. Yes. And you can have perfectly lit. Um, yeah. Model mm-hmm. or, or client, but the pictures may not still not be flattering. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So it does. It takes a lot of, um, I guess, practice. To learn how to get the best out of people, so to make them feel comfortable, also to learn about angles and posing and many things like that. And there's lots of different techniques that you can use when you're trying to achieve those things when you're taking photographs. Yep. I kind of like the idea of that um, building the rapport mm. with, with, the, with the client mm. or the model that mm. you've really got to – you really have to – basically make them comfortable. Mm. Yeah, and there's lots of different techniques you can use. I I guess the first that you need to do is identify what type of person they are. Are they introvert? Are they shy? Are they extroverted, which is quite fun? Like what is their communication style? Do they uh, prefer not to be touched? Do you guide them through? So there's lots of different things you you find out by asking questions and getting to know them, ask them about their interests. It's a great way to make people feel comfortable. Find some commonality as well. Well, I think... One of the skills as a photographer, particularly as a portrait photographer, mm. is you do have to like people mm-hmm. and you do have, to, <laughs> do have to be able to, but you do have to be able to connect with people. That's right. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to break down the barriers. You're trying to mm. actually, like you said, find that commonality, yeah. common ground to talk about something with them to make them comfortable. Absolutely. Because one of the things you've got to look at is people have different motivation for maybe getting into a portrait situation. Mm. So mm. people might feel like they're doing it for a partner. Yes. So or doing it for somebody else. So sometimes they're still quite anxious about yeah. doing it. Absolutely. Especially when you're taking photographs for a partner or something like that. They could be a little bit more uh, risque or there could be some skin yep. <laughs> showing. Yep. And so I think it's really important to approach it with the respect and dignity that people deserve when you're in those kind kinds of environments as a photographer yes and it's really important to make people feel comfortable and it can be quite a challenging thing to achieve but once you do it's really rewarding for both yourself and the person that you're taking photographs for yep because i think one of the the key things you need to understand is what 
does that person want out of those photos? Mm, what mm. is it? What is it they're seeking? What are they trying to achieve? Mm, mm, absolutely. Like as you say, they could be for your partner, they could be for family, and there'd be very different outcomes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you quite often hear people go and get kind of a portrait photography if they're going through, say, some type of medical crisis in their life, and they may be yeah. going, they may be going to have chemo and lose their hair, so they want yes. to try and get some pictures. Yes post to that yeah. so, so it's kind of important to know like I said people's reasoning for yeah, it yeah yeah absolutely and it could also change the direction that you want to take a shoot in as a photographer you could approach it quite creatively in that respect yeah um and treat it more like a lifestyle portrait uh, yes and I think the thing is but as a photographer you've got to actually know your boundaries like mm-hmm. you can lead people so far but then sometimes you've just got to be careful that you're not making people Feel uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, yeah. But, but, but they're too scared to. That's right. To voice it, so that, yeah. that's kind of a skill, isn't it? You had to try and learn that. It is. It is, and it, it's it's part of not just asking, but also watching people's body language. You can really identify if someone's uncomfortable by the way that they respond. Yeah. If they start acting differently, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. If they become quite quiet or stiff, yes. you can definitely tell if someone's uncomfortable in a photograph if they're stiff um, and you don't get great results either. No, no. I mean, look, no one wins. Yeah, exactly. It's you not know. a, it's definitely not a win-win situation. So never put, put your, um, your client in a position where they'll feel uncomfortable, whether it's disrobing them or making them do something that, that they don't want to do. Exactly. So they have to be totally comfortable in into what you're trying to, trying to achieve and, that, and that's why understanding it. Yeah. One of the ideas I kind of like, uh, and, and I hear this from lots of different portrait photographers, mm. is that idea of actually on the setup side of it, you're not actually not actually shooting anything, mm. going through the motions. Can mm. you? So is that something that you got you did? With your yeah. So stuff? early on, not necessarily in the studio because we we had 15 shots and 15 shots only back then using film, um, but it was definitely something that I I would do if I was photographing at university or anything like that. So instead of actually popping film in your camera, you would start photographing without film. So you'd use it as an opportunity to get someone comfortable with the sounds, the movements, the environment, because being in an environment that's like heavily lit with studio lighting can be quite daunting. It's, It's very interesting being on the other side in that scenario. And you really need to navigate carefully through that and to figure out the right way to proceed. And look, you can you can still do that with a digital camera. You can still mm. go through the motions. Mm. I mean, you can um, just do your framing through the, through the lens. Yes. So you look at your framing. Yes. You're looking at the angles. Yes. You know, look at what works because different things work with different people. That's right. That's right. And one thing that's really good to do is actually have a chat with your clients beforehand. So whether that's in if you're going to to be photographing them outside, you pick them up and go for a drive with them to the location if they trust you enough. Um, or you actually sit down and have a mini consultation before the session. So you discuss, as you were talking about before, the, what what their motivations are, why they're wanting it, um, what sort of results are they expecting. So we really cover things like expectation level. Is there anything that they're uncomfortable with, any body parts that they don't want to show? Yes. What do they feel is their best asset, asset if they're having photographs taken of them themselves? So there's a lot of communication required and you learn so much about people and it's really valuable. Yes, uh, and you do. Look, I mean... When you see a great portrait, mm. you know, it's it's really uh, – it's kind of hard. I think there's a lot of great subjects for photographers to shoot. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the most pleasing shots that I look at when I see someone who's nailed it, a portrait, there's nothing better. Like it's just one of those things that 
I don't know, it's just because mm. you can connect with that person. Mm. You can see they're happy. Mm. You know, it's 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 a beautiful photo. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think with portraiture like that, it's timeless. Mm. That'll be beautiful. If it, a beautiful photo taken today, mm-hmm. 10 years, still going to be a beautiful photo. Unless you were wearing double denim. Double denim. <laughs> oh, really? Is that, is, that, is that a no-no? <laughs> it can be, depending can on be. how high the fringe has been teased. That's it. Let's just remember what, what you know, what's old always becomes new again. And it has, hasn't it? Gosh, the kids yes. are wearing double denim these days. I shouldn't have said that actually there because they're loving it. They're loving that double denim. <laughs> so look, with the... What what type of things have you found that have worked for you as far as like helping with posing? Because obviously mm. quite often these people aren't, you know, you get a professional mm-hmm. model that's different. Models mm. quite often know what the photographer is trying to achieve so they mm-hmm. can actually do a lot of the, the heavy lifting mm. for you. Yeah, absolutely. A good model. But, yeah. I mean, if you've just got a um, someone who's obviously this could be their first time in front of studio lights, mm-hmm. in front of a camera, camera or, like that, in yeah. this situation. Yeah. So if yeah. you found anything that actually, like I said, any – any little things that kind of work as, as the icebreakers to get? Uh, what I usually do, depending on whether it's with a couple or an individual, is quite different. So I'll start with like if I'm photographing a couple in a portrait session. Yes. What I'd usually do is just observe them walking for a little bit, whether I'm I'm kind of behind them walking to the location or yep. in front, just see how they interact, see how their body language is together as a unit. Yes. And this, so this is a, this is a location shoot you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. yeah. So, and sometimes it also in like a studio, if I was going to do a studio shoot with a couple, it would be how do they touch each other? How do they communicate? What types of cues do they give each other? And you can really learn a lot about their own individual communication styles and how they work together Yes, and how their bodies fit together. I think that's really important to under, understand as well. Yes. Um, different heights, different body shapes. We all fit together like jigsaw puzzles. We just need to figure out where the pieces are that fit together. And very similar when you're doing a, a single-person portrait. So it would be watch watch how they move, what, what sides of their faces or their bodies do they favour, and asking them what their favourite body parts are. Is there anything that they're uncomfortable about? Um, so you're not actually focusing on that. And then just really using quite calm communication to move them around and find find their best angle from yes. your perspective. So it might be you shoot higher, you shoot lower, you shoot more from the left, more from the right. You may be using 45-degree angles to make them look, look if they want to look slimmer. Yes. Which, in my opinion, I, I'm not a fan of... of trickery when it comes to doing photography because everybody's gorgeous yes yes it's just and yeah so you're talking you're talking about kind of trying to find those angles so that's that kind of mm. helps with the posing as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. so that's something that you can do because mm-hmm. you're holding the camera so you're in control of that yeah so how much direction do you give to the person are you as much as possible yeah, yeah. Uh, for example I'll always chat with my clients before the shoot and ask them if they've had their photographs taken professionally before if they have, were they given any guidance, just so that I can gauge what their experience level is. Yes. Uh, if they're completely uncomfortable and really nervous, I guide them through so much so that I tell them how to put their fingers and the likes. If they're, if they're quite nervous, they'll be quite stiff in their hands, so it's yes. all about making them relax. And things have changed a little bit because we can't touch people like we once could. Yes. Even asking people if you can touch them, sadly because of COVID, it's, it's a technique that we can't use. At the moment, yes. But that used to be another one of my techniques, especially if I was photographing women. Being a woman myself, it's quite quite comforting to touch with the back of your hand, not yes. an open hand, the back of a hand. Yep. 
only with permission, of course, um, and just guiding people through there. So, so you can obviously demonstrate some of mm. the, the, the handhold yeah. and that type of stuff. So you can say, Absolutely. if you do this or if you lean in slightly here. That's right. And I always try and make people laugh as well before yep. they actually get into the serious parts of their pho- photographs because it helps put them at ease. It helps yep. them helps them feel like you're human as well because they want to have a laugh. They want to have a giggle. You want to make the experience as enjoyable as possible so they're not walking away feeling insecure, uncomfortable or that you've put them in a position where they're, they're not feeling themselves. No, that's it. When it comes to doing portraits, do you like the idea of props or do you think props take away from take away from the portrait? I think it really depends on the circumstance. Uh, in a lifestyle portrait session in someone's home, not necessarily. In a studio setup, yes. I'll use props like things to um, to put people's legs up to change their body angles yep. and the way that they sit and stand. I'll lean them on walls. I used to use a lot of props years ago and I found I don't do it as much as I used to. I just noticed that the pictures that I kind of like, the portrait type shots, are usually mm. fairly clean. Yes. So they don't have the – I mean, I understand why people, you know, quite often you see yeah. photographers use props mm-hmm. to try and, uh, you know, it's more of an environmental portrait mm. showing what's mm. around them or, mm. or, or, you know, putting a visual cue in there. Absolutely, Yeah. But sometimes it can be, I think, can take away a little bit from yeah, you know, I agree. image. Yeah, it can create a distraction if it's not an environmental portrait. And if it is, you can definitely use items within the household to give you those informational cues like you're saying. So a good example is I, I photographed uh, my lovely old neighbour many years ago. She was moving out of her house and I really wanted a portrait of her before she left. Yes. And she was holding her little dog. So yes. essentially that kind of was a prop. But yes. it was really pertinent to who she was and how I knew her. Yes. I knew her as, as the little lady that lived next door with the blind dog. With I loved dog. it. Yes. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah, so. So, I mean, for people who maybe, and look, a lot of our listeners, you know, dabble in all different types of photography. Mm. And a lot of people, it's an area, portrait photography is one of the things that a lot of people will struggle with yes. doing. Yes, yes. Because they worry about, I think, mm, taking a bad picture of somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I used to be so paranoid about that. Yeah. Yes. So how, 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 from a photographer point of view, mm. how much do you think that affects people's ability to be able to take a good portrait, their own self-doubt? I think it can affect it quite immensely. Yep. Absolutely. And it's, I guess it's, it's, that's where the communication with your client becomes really important because if you don't communicate with them, and they feel uncomfortable, they're going to walk away from that with that experience and that's going to then project onto the images regardless. Yes, yeah. So well, they might, Well, the yeah. thing too is you don't want when they actually get the images and they look back, it actually remember, they Relive it. They relive it. Yeah. And that, that's what you don't want to have exactly. happen as well. So. Exactly. So you need to be really mindful of those things and making people feel comfortable is definitely part of it. Yep. Yeah. So... I mean, there's lots of things people can do. Like I said, um, for a lot of um, people who are starting out in photography, they do struggle with the idea of taking uh, portraits because they worry you know, about the outcomes. Mm. Obviously, with the lighting side of it, there's a lot of stuff you can do practising. Mm. You know, a lot of people see the, the, the polystyrene yes. wigs head. Yeah, yeah, I should do some more practising, actually. <laughs> Everyone needs a refresher every now and then. So, so you can kind of practice lighting and position of mm. lighting mm. without having a real subject and to see how that light 
is going to fall mm. on a subject. Mm-hmm. And that's one, that's just one part of it, mm-hmm. really, because once you've got the lighting down okay and you're kind of comfortable, you can light um, mm. the person okay. It's it's really it's harder working with the the, the posing side of it because people will react differently as well, yeah. and yep. people will receive your instructions differently. That's right, and that's that's a really good point. People do have different communication styles, yes. so something you might say is quite obvious in your mind may not be to the person you're explaining right. it do, to. You're, you're speaking another language. Yeah, and pretty much that's exactly what it is. You are speaking another language. So I often demonstrate yes. with my own body to show them how I'd like them to move. So it's really obvious. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's – and that's – so you have to be an effective communicator really. Mm. So that's that's the important thing is understanding that people will – receive instructions differently and mm-hmm. you have your it's your job as the photographer to make sure the message actually gets yeah gets through. I often neglect to use left and right because people will assume that I might be talking about my left instead of their left and I'll use words like your arm closest to me or yes. if they're wearing something on a particular side or the side that their hair's been parted, yes. I'll be really mindful about using those as cues so that they can relate really quickly and quite fluidly to what I'm asking them to do. Yep. So we've, we've con- time constraints when obviously shooting something like a, a portrait. Mm. You know, how important is it obviously to, you know, is it going to say you've got to, you allow a certain amount of time for that um, session mm-hmm. and then should you be a bit flexible in case like it takes a little bit longer to, to get yeah. the wheels turning smoothly? Yeah. yeah, I do try and allow a little bit of a buffer. Yes. Um, I'll communicate less time than I anticipate just in case they're on a time constraint yes. and always asking people if they have plans afterwards so yep. that you know that you, you're you in your mind, you have the right amount of time. Um, but definitely allowing just a le- an extra half an hour or so is really important because it can take a little bit of time for people to warm up to you. Yes, I often find if I haven't had a chance to chat with my clients the first 20 minutes of my shoot, the photographs aren't necessarily the best ones out of the lot. Because they are still getting used to your communication style. They're, they're getting comfortable with you. They're getting to know you. Yes. The yeah. other thing is, do you communicate what they might be going to wear? Do you actually kind of get an idea? Can you send me a photograph of what you think you might wear? Because you know, we all know that certain fabrics and certain mm. things photograph differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can have certain effects happen with certain fabrics, mm. as you, you would be aware of, with yeah. um, lighting, hitting things. Yes. So do you suggest people bring... A second change or closed in case because the first time you might just not better get it to work. Yeah, I often do. If there's like an engagement shoot that I'm doing, I'll suggest maybe two outfits yep. or um, direct them to a Pinterest board where I'm collecting images of what to wear, I like to call it. Yes. And so it just helps people understand colours and coordinating those um those attributes in their outfits so that they're not clashing. Yep. So keeping away from like large motifs that could potentially date uh, any stripes. If several people are wearing stripes, don't do it because it could clash. Maybe yes. one person wears stripes and keep it like that. Keep it quite simple. Keep it neutral so it's timeless. I really discuss those types of things with my clients now as well because the worst thing is that you have some photographs taken and then 10 years down the, ta- down the track, they're really quite dated because of your outfits, which is yep. going to happen. But if we so, can eliminate as much of that as possible, it's really good. So the, so the key point there would be trying to keep it, as new, keep, keep it neutral. Mm-hmm. So keep it neutral, smart. Yes. Yeah, casual, kind of smart casual. So it's, yeah, quite quite comfortable for them. 
Yes. And yeah. it's really important that they wear outfits that they are comfortable in because that will reflect in their photographs as well. Yes, that's right. I mean, and look, we all have clothes that we're more comfortable in sometimes, like sometimes. Track pants, Ugg boots and a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some type of, I don't know what type of portrait that's going <laughs> to congeal. I'm just thinking, Terry. Um, <laughs> Probably not the one we're talking about here. <laughs> Probably not the type of portraits we're hoping, hoping people can create. But, yeah, but it, look, it is, you know, but, and, and that's just a part of that whole message about making people comfortable. Mm. They need to be comfortable in the clothes they're wearing. Mm. I mean, sometimes people, you know, some tops are less flattering than others. Yes. So mindful of tops and that type of stuff as well. Yeah, definitely. I also chat to um, my female clients about that, about being comfortable and wearing something that's flattering that's not going to accentuate anything that they're, they're wanting to maybe lessen. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we all have elements of our body we'd like to change mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's kind of you know we have what we're given what we're given is yeah <laughs> so we yeah. got to work with that and i think reassuring people as well that that they are enough and they are beautiful enough to be photographed it, a lot of people do come with that insecurity and, that they're not good enough to be photographed and i think a good photographer will actually produce photos that that the client actually is um, can't believe it's them really. Yeah. And if you've done that, you've done a good job. Yeah, yeah. You've been able to capture that person yeah. in a way that they've maybe not better see themselves. That's right. That's so right. I absolutely yeah. agree with you. Yeah. So it's and, and that is a challenge, and that's and it's about you know, I suppose recapping is is really you've got to make that connection, and and the sooner you make that connection with the person you're photographing is mm. the sooner you're going to actually be able to start producing Absolutely, photos. absolutely. And that's that's a really good point. So if you've only got, hypothetically, if you're taking headshots, because it's still a portrait, yes, you might only have 10 minutes with that client in total. Yes. So you've got to work pretty fast to make them feel comfortable and make and them look good. What, what are your thoughts about too taking some during that process of you've taken some serious, you know, you're taking some serious headshots, mm. is to try and get a couple of kind of, I suppose, um, ad lib um, more light-hearted shots. Definitely. You've got to do it. <laughs> well, I had a photographer on, on um, exposure and this photographer does a lot of headshots, particularly yeah. for the, in the feeder. Um, yeah, realm. yeah. So he's got a, an icebreaker technique that he'll be getting people set up and then he'll be taking the pictures. He'll go, now give me your roller coaster face. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like that one. What? <laughs> <laughs> and he'll take the shot and then quite often... Those, he calls them the goofy shots. Yeah. That people love, do love having those goofy shots. Yeah. And straight afterwards, you'll get the best shot because well, they're relaxed. That's it. That's the idea yeah. is, is that you've now got, oh, that's out of the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then yeah. I'll, so so there is those techniques, like I said, too. And look, I'm sure like a lot of stuff, there's great resources on the internet mm. as far as, um, you know, where people posing model, where they're having their chin out, the chin the back. The turtle. We call it the turtle. <laughs> the turtle. Um, all, the, all those types of techniques, you can go off and research them. Mm. And I suppose the most important thing is you can have all that knowledge, mm-hmm. but unless you can get comfortable with the person, they're going to struggle to work. Yeah, and it's so true. I, I have looked back on some of my earlier work and it's really obvious that yep. my communication was not as, as strong as it could have been and people did look a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's but that's a part of the learning learning Absolutely. process. Absolutely. You know, we all look back on photos that we've taken years and years ago and we and if 
I think there'd be something wrong if we looked back on photos and go, hey, I was pretty damn good back 10 years ago. Yeah. If we look back and go, oh, geez, I Gee, can see all the faults in this. Yeah. But I can see all the faults there. That's great because it means you've grown as a photographer. Yes. Yeah. So you want to be able to look back at your old work and, and know that the work you're producing today mm. is, is different mm. because you've got more knowledge. That's right. And if someone's got some knowledge that we haven't spoken about with, with posing and portraits, we'd love to know about it, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I'm always itching to learn more. I think, I think it's an area for people who maybe haven't tried it mm. is, is sit down and try do some portrait photography. I know it's hard sometimes because people rope their family in and the fam- family are not actually really, <laughs> they're not really... They're not really into it, so it's really difficult mm. or they're going to get bored really quickly. Yes, It's a little yes. different to working with someone who's being paid. Yes. So, But I think there's definitely something people should have a crack at and, mm. and it's quite satisfying when you actually do a – Yeah. When you actually really nail that portrait shot. Oh, gosh, yeah. It so can be amazing. That's it. Yeah. So, look, um, if you enjoy Photo Mission Focus, the episodes that we Terry and I put together, there's one thing you can actually do to help us and that is basically – Whatever platform you're on, whether you're on iTunes or whichever platform you listen to, is go and leave a bit of a rating. Mm. You know, give us a star or two stars or three stars or whatever you <laughs> Hopefully think. Hopefully five. Hopefully, Terry's <laughs> give me five stars. Um, it just look, you know, we do this purely because we love photography. Yeah. Um, we both put our time and heart and soul into this thing, so it's great to be able to see a little bit of, I suppose, um, love coming back. Yeah. And that way as well. Yeah. And the other thing too is. People who get jump onto the SoundCloud, who listen on the SoundCloud site, there is a button there where you can click on and donate. Because mm. this costs money to put together. We pay hosting fees and a lot of equipment and all that type of stuff. And we don't monetize the, the podcast because I kind of want to keep them that, you know, just so you can just listen to you and have this, you know, listen to the conversation and, and not be bombarded. We're, we're trying to sell you something <laughs> along the way. Some of the pop, podcasts I listen to, I really love them, but then they get to then the there's part. there's an ad in there. <laughs> then they, the ad, and it just goes on too long for my kind of liking. So mm. so jump on and have a look on SoundCloud. There is a button there you can if you want to, you know, donate a, a dollar or something just to help keep the wheels turning. Be fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. Terry, great being chatting as yeah, always. Thank you. Until next time. Talk See to you ya. soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.